Welcome back, everybody. This is John from the JNR Basketball Podcast, and I'm here with a special overtime edition today. And really, I just going to talk about refereeing in the NBA. There are two just absolutely terrible end of game calls, um, not even calls. The referees sort of swallowed their whistles here, and it's really having an impact on these games. And it's just it's more of a, a venting episode. So if, if you feel like the refs have wronged your team. Reach out to us on the JNR fan line. Reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know so we can take a look at that and talk about it. But I want to talk about two games specifically. Uh, one near and dear to my heart, the Phoenix Suns. On November 4th, they are playing the Portland Trailblazers. This is their second game against the Trailblazers this season and the first of a back-to-back where they play the Trailblazers again. Uh, but this one's in Phoenix. There is one second left in the game. The game is tied at 106. And Jeremy Grant is going to get an inbound pass just to the side of the basket. If you haven't seen this clip, look it up online. It's absolutely terrifying to see how the refs did not call this because it's very, very obvious. Uh, And in this case, Jeremy Grant gets the ball. He takes three, maybe four steps backwards before putting up a fadeaway, an obvious travel to everybody in the arena. There's a ref standing right there, yet they don't make the call. He hits the shot, a beautiful shot. I don't want to take that away from him. It was a high-pressure shot. He hits the shot, game over. 108-106, Portland wins. It doesn't go to overtime like it should have. Now, obviously, there's no guarantee of what's going to happen when it's in overtime, but you got to make that call. You can't swallow your whistle there, especially in this specific game. The very previous possession of the Suns, they did call a travel on Mikel Bridges. And again, it was probably a travel that gets called 50% of the time. The league has been very wish-washy on calling traveling, but... Jeremy Grant called, Jeremy Grant traveled, hands down, no doubt about it. The ref was right there. They didn't make the call. He hits the shot, game over. They reviewed it the next day. The NBA officials, they do um, an audit, so to speak, on NBA officials. And in this specific case, they reviewed it and said, yes, there was a travel. Yes, it should have been called. Yes, that shot should not have counted. But it means absolutely nothing after the fact, right? It's still an L for the Suns. It's still a win for the Pacers. Uh, I'm sorry, the Trailblazers, as the season goes on, games like that are critical, right? It could be the difference of making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, being a seed higher or being a seed lower. So they really, really need to be critical and and get the right call at these last second shots here because it does it does make a difference. Now, there's always a group of people that say, well, the, the score shouldn't have been that close. You shouldn't have to rely on the refs to get a call right. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. But the NBA is a billion-dollar business. You have officials that go through extensive training. Um, They should be able to make that call right. It wasn't a close call that they got wrong. It was an obvious call that they they didn't blow the whistle on. And that is where I have the problem. Yes, it'd be great if the Suns, in this case, win every game by 50 points, and it doesn't matter if the refs get a call wrong. But that's their job. Their job is to call the game fairly and consistently, and if they're not doing that in the last second, the last 30 seconds of a game where it's the most critical plays of a game, uh, then then what are they there for? So the league needs to do something to try to improve this, and this isn't just a one-off, unfortunately. Uh, Three nights later, two nights later, I'm sorry, November 6th, We have the Golden State Warriors, the struggling Golden State Warriors, taking on the Sacramento Kings in in Oakland. And again, it's a similar scenario. This time, Golden State is leading 116 to 113. 
Sacramento is going to get the last possession. It's obvious what they're going to do. They're going to inbound the ball. They're going to try to shoot a three. Tough, tough to make, especially on the road, but they have a chance to do it. They have a chance to, to win the game. I'm sorry, not win the game. They have a chance to force this game into overtime, and, and who knows what will happen there. So similar scenario to the Suns-Blazers game. This is the, the Kings are the trailing team. It's not tied up. So they inbound the ball successfully. Kevin Herter gets a shot, and he is absolutely just mugged by Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson has his arm on his back while he's shooting. He hits him in the elbow. He invades his landing space, right? Um, Kevin Herter ends up in the front row of the crowd. There's a referee standing right there. Doesn't blow the whistle. Just lets it happen. He holds up his hand. He sees that he's shooting a three, but everything else that happened is just allowed to happen. He misses the shot badly because he was fouled in multiple ways on the shot, and it's game over. That's it. No no repercussions. Uh, lots of comments from the Kings. They're a young team. They're obviously frustrated. They have a chance to beat or, or, or send this game to overtime. The world champions, the, the, the Warriors, this is a huge game for them. This could be their statement game. Instead, they lose by three. Uh, and Kevin Herter, I, I think, had one of the best comments about this. He said that, you know, what are we supposed to do? If we speak up, we're going to get fined. I don't have his exact quote here in front of me, but he's absolutely right. There needs to be accountability for the referees. If players think it's a bad call, they should be allowed to say, hey, it's a bad call without fear of getting fined. I think anyone that watches this replay, and again, if you haven't seen the replay on this, go online, check it out. It is very obvious that Clay Thompson fouled him. Uh, he didn't really need to foul them either. It was such a weird, a weird scenario. Uh, Mike Brown, head coach of the Sacramento Kings, this is his quote. I just want, at the end of the game, somebody to step up and make the right call. A guy, get hit, a guy gets hit on the arm, shooting a three, it's a foul. A guy takes six steps or four steps, it's a travel. Just want an opportunity to win in overtime. And I, I, I think he's referring to the Phoenix game two nights ago. And he's absolutely right. Make the right call. I understand you want to go home. At the end of my workday, I want to go home as well. But you you have to do better. The NBA needs to hold these refs accountable. There needs to be some action taken when they miss, when they miss these calls over and over and over again. Uh, we've seen two games now potentially both of them potentially going to overtime where a team has a chance to actually win the game. Instead, nothing happens because the refs don't make the right call. Uh, it's frustrating. It's really, really frustrating. So like I said, if you haven't seen these replays, check them out on YouTube. Suns versus the Blazers on November 4th. Warriors versus the Kings on November 6th. Both cases, the last second shot occurred uh the last second shot had a, a penalty whether it be traveling or foul that just wasn't called by the refs and like i said that's frustrating as a fan of the game as a fan of the suns specifically <laughs> it's like a double whammy uh but they have to get these calls right so again let me know what you think has nba officiating gone downhill has it always been this bad what actions do the commissioner does the commissioner need to take to try to improve this uh because we're, we're going off the rails here uh and it's got to get better Along that same vein, uh, John Morant was hit with a technical foul after asking an official if he played FanDuel, uh, basically insinuating the referee was calling the game for the Celtics. This is against their game against the Celtics due to the fact that the calls were not going his way. He gets a technical foul. I fully expect he there'll be a fine coming as well. Uh, Kyrie Irving, we've talked about him on the podcast many, many times. He's still suspended. 
the NF, the NBA Players Association is going to appeal the suspension. That's their job. That's what the union's there for. Um, I always get frustrated when unions kind of pick pick somebody that you know. I understand they're going to appeal for everybody, but sometimes I feel like you just gotta you just gotta sit this one out. Uh, there's certainly cases where it doesn't make sense to continue to fight and appeal, but you know, Kyrie is is part of the uh, NBA Players Association. He's one of the president or leader. He, he's one of the active players that is heavily involved with that. So it makes sense they're gonna they're gonna go after that and protect his own. Uh, there is a feeling in Brooklyn that some of the measures that were put in place for Nets Kyrie Irving um, are unlikely that he'll ever be able to complete them, and ultimately it could end with him being released. Uh, there's also a lot of feelings that if that were to occur, his playing career might be over due to the, let's say, toxicity that he brings to those those NBA teams. So if he gets cut from Brooklyn, is his career over? Is he going to be able to continue to to find a team to play with? I think he's still a very talented player. I think there's going to be a team that takes a risk on him, especially as you get towards the end of the season and you're looking for that that little piece that'll help put you over the top. Um, not saying I agree with with their, that thought process, but teams do do a lot of things to try to win a championship. I certainly could understand a team taking a risk on Kyrie Irving if if ultimately he gets released by the Nets. Today is November eighth, and this is the first time the NBA has not had any games on election day. They opted to make it so that. Fans had no reason not to go vote, so hopefully you had a chance to vote today. Uh, regardless of of what your political views are, you should absolutely make your voice heard. And that is the best way to do that is by voting. Uh, Joel Embiid is back on the court after missing several games due to illness. And no, no real other player news that we're going to talk about today, but we'll continue to talk about that on the next podcast. So listen to next time. We're going to have more news and notes, talk about player injuries. Hopefully some guys are starting to come back. I know um, I am waiting for Gordon Hayward to come back. I am waiting for Chris Middleton to come back on my fantasy team. We're going to have our fantasy picks. We're going to have our picks of the week. Uh, so tune in next time where we're going to talk more in depth on fantasy and, and as well as our uh, players of the week. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.